Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Star vs. the Force of Evil, which we're getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by April Collins. Hello! Sam Quattro. Hello! And Alex Bonilla. Hola! Today, we are talking the March 17th episodes of Star vs. the Force of Evil is Another Mystery and Marco Jr. that aired on Disney XD this morning and uh, the Disney, whatever the Disney app is called, Watch Disney app. Um, and uh, we talk Star Disney every- Now. Disney Now. It's all changing in a year anyway, right? With the unified Disney Probably. Story. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. We, we talk Star Wars The Force of Evil every week here on the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at overlyanimated.com or search for Overly Animated Star on iTunes. Subscribe there or YouTube to not miss any of our Star podcasts. We also have a second week panel discussion um, every week now that the show is weekly for season 3B. Um, but yeah, make sure you've seen is another mystery and Marco Jr. Spoilers for these huge, uh, very plot relevant episodes, um, sarcasm, but let's get into things. April, what did you think of these episodes? Well, they had some nice moments and that's great. Um, I don't like that. We, I guess we're writing off Buff Frog cause I actually sometimes enjoyed him. So I'm a little salty about that. But I don't I don't know. I felt like I like the thing. The things I took away from these episodes were so tiny and insignificant. And it was like, I wish we would have had like an entire episode where we focused on Tom being insecure. And that leads to him and star breaking up or yeah, (laughs) or like if we could have had an entire episode where um, we just explore more about how Marco and Star are perfect for each other instead of just getting it for like a minute at the end of an entire episode. So, or even just like an entire episode of Angie and uh, I can't think of Marco's dad's name, but what is it? That's right. So just an Angie and Raphael episode would have been amazing. Like, and probably far. That's basically what this was. This is as close as we're going to get to that. Yeah, I guess, but it, they were they were in it for like what two minutes, and that was it. <laughs> so, um, I guess overall, I'm just not super impressed with these episodes. So, but okay. that's just my take. <laughs> okay, Sam, what did you think? I definitely agree. I am unimpressed. I think these episodes are. I think a, a good word to describe them is unimportant. I mean, of course, you know, the end of another mystery is like a thing. You know, with all the monsters being like, peace out, Girl Scout. You know, I can't be in Mooney anymore. Um, what is that? Peace out, Girl Scout? Yeah, bro. Can we get into that? <laughs> no, joke. <laughs> Wait, I'm ready for this discussion. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot of irrelevancy. It's just... Well, of course, Marco Jr. is just like filler. Like, who cares about that? Um, is another mystery... I don't know. I feel like is our uh, fabled bringing us one step closer to the Tom Sar breakup. Yeah, save that for the panel. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, and like the monsters all leaving, it's just like uh, who care? Okay, who cares? I don't know. It just yeah, I wasn't really to engage with these episodes because I don't feel like there was too much to be engaged with. Mm. Oh, like oh, there's Glossrick being a cat again. And Marco just like tossing him down the stairs. Great. Yeah, that was definitely the most important thing in that episode. Yeah. That's abuse. Wow, cat abuse, man. Uh hot take. Um, but Sam underwhelmed. Alex, what do you think? 
I hesitate to call is another mystery irrelevant. I think there are more like it's a weird episode for me in that I recognize what it's trying to do. But at the end, I am I, I'm confused by, by it at the end. Like t- Tom is a character that for a long time I've been biased against just because of what the show has given us very little of his uh, manipulativeness and all. So like giving him a character development episode, uh, somewhat similar to my reaction to demoncism, like you're trying to flesh him out, give, give him more um, relatable traits and uh, just give us more information about him. And I can respect your attempting to do that, but you also undercut it with other things that uh, we'll get into that make it not have the same impact as I think the show is hoping it would have on our relationship to Tom, our acceptance of him. So because of that, it, it's just, it was just a very hard, not a hard episode to watch, but it, it's an episode that I don't think warms me up to Tom as much as I think the episode is trying to get me to warm up to Tom and uh, Marco Jr. is whatever. Wow. I mean, you already wrote off that episode last week, so I don't know. Yeah. You have yeah. No credibility here. <laughs> And Marco Jr.'s whatever, that was how I, that was me with the Ludo episode, but, um, okay. Same. Since you guys are <laughs> negative, I will be the positive on these episodes, uh, wow. for this podcast. This is, uh, hosting Look, responsibilities. I, Look, I said um, they had some nice things about yeah, them. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a great, very positive. I know, April, you're usually like very up on stars, so that was a little surprising. Um, so yeah. it was like, wow, these episodes must be pretty underwhelming. If <laughs> um, I, I, I enjoyed both of them. I think these, neither of these are Bog Beast. Um, I think these are both much better than Bog Beast in those type Wrong. of episodes. I, oh, no. but I liked Bog Beast. Yeah, Bog Beast is much better than both of these episodes. I, hev- I just, heavily, heavily disagree with that. And not only that, I think Marco Jr. is the better of the two episodes. I think it's very funny. That's the, the th- primary thing it has going for that. Was and it? It's very, I'll, I have a ton of stuff on the outline that I thought was funny that I'll, I'll, I'll point out. And then I think the Starco ending is excellent. Um, look, I'm, I'm. You so- again in your shipping stuff. I mean, that's the whole point of the end of the episode. What do you want me to say? They it's hug. The, it's the best episode ever. The it's the it's the whole end of the episode. I don't know what to tell you. It's the moral. That's that Star, Star knows Marco better than Marco's parents. That's literally what the episode says. He's um, a teenage boy. Of course, his girlfriend, best friend is going to know him better. Girlfriend, than his own best parent. friend. Hashtag. Yeah. Well, um, technically, he's what? 25 to 36 or whatever that yeah, age. That's, range that, was. That, that reference works so well. I think Marco Jr.'s uh, like the, the bad thing with the episode is the portrait stuff which is um classic this show just a weird plot thing uh that doesn't really connect with the audience but we still have this just very weird plot device um but like in spite of that i think the episode's successful because it's very funny it's great characterization for marco i guess we're addressing marco on earth um the star marco ending is excellent so i did really enjoy marco jr is another mystery um i I think that uh, the mod, since I'm trying to be positive, I think the monster stuff is uh, is is good movement for the show. Um, I think it was nice to see Buff Frog. Um, the uh, Mark, I like the interplay between Marco and Tom and uh, the with Star, and that they address that in the beginning. And I think the development of Tom being half monster is um, interesting and good and good for his character in the direction of the show, even if I agree with Alex that the episode undercut it and didn't really address it at all. Um, I think that it was still a positive uh, thing to add. And this episode wasn't as Tom Star as I thought it would be. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't that bad. But um, yeah, I think I think these are both um, at least not 
like the nothing episode. I, I don't think either of these episode is, episodes are nothing, but at the same time, is another mystery Tom episode certainly not as good as like Demon Sism. Like, I think the episode's much better. Um, but yeah, well, let's get into them. Let's talk is another mystery because I guess the big plot thing here is that the monsters are all leaving Muni, or at least Buffrog and the monsters from that town are. Um, and uh, they say they're not convinced that Star um can fix things and maybe they'll come back when star's time to rule but uh they're giving up on star's attempts at monster muman um we're just taking a sledgehammer to star's soul back-to-back episodes here (laughs) yeah basically yeah Uh, for real is is this every monster on muni because it didn't look like it but uh, i feel like that was the implication i think it's just like a small select group and i think the point of it is to be like hey like you even like the I guess the one monster uh, aside from Tom, uh, who is close to Star, um, who has seen I guess the biggest um, like the change that she's trying to make is leaving her. Like it's like oh that's really nice that you're trying to do this thing, but it's not working. So even though I love you and we're really close, I'm I'm gonna go. Like and you're sticking up for me, but I'm still gonna leave. Like I think that's the biggest impact of it, um, or at least in terms of like to star which is why it's so heart crushing for her yeah um sam what was your reaction to to them leave monsters leaving sad sad (laughs) i don't want them to leave i love buff frog and his children yeah but um yeah i don't know it's just like if they're not happy there and they don't feel like they can live there then they shouldn't have to you know and they don't have to so they, they gotta do them bro even though it's not like super uh good for star's cause you know they still gotta like look out for themselves you know mm-hmm. they gotta do them yeah alex in the context larger context of the plot of the show did was this moment built up to sort of not really like my, my issue with that entire scene is like it feels like the reasons buff frog gives for not trusting star are a little too vague for my taste he repeats twice the whole you tried but it's not a problem you can solve you tried your best but it was not good enough like he he leaves it at that it doesn't uh, doesn't really get into that also he mentions uh, when tom brings up hey you were working at the castle as the monster expert what happened to that uh, buffrog leaves it at well people were scared of me but we don't really get any insight into what the job actually was did he try to do anything like did he try to fight the establishment in some form so we, we, ne- we never successful. <laughs> yeah, we, we never get an idea of what he actually tried or what he actually saw at the castle besides just feeling the discrimination that was there before he, he before he got the job. So in that sense, it doesn't feel built up. Also, we have the the scene where they go to the monster village. They see that everything's been abandoned like mid meal at that point. So you're thinking, oh, okay, there had to be some kind of events that made them go this suddenly. But they were abducted. Yeah, they were well, Star believes that something happened to them, maybe. But in the end, it's just like, no, we just decided that things weren't going right and we decided to leave. But that doesn't really ex- explain that previous scene of setting up the whole uh, they left ab- abruptly. So, yeah, the, the, this well, the ending part of it is, in that they're leaving the, the they're leaving Muni is important to the story. But I don't think this episode transmitted it in a way that. I am believing there are motives for doing so. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with Star. It's just like, um, 
they're fed up with the conditions, the continued conditions. But the problem is we didn't really see that, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say my biggest problem is that, like, I think this this episode would have been more successful if it was like a buff frog or a buff frog episode where we like saw him like, you know, I guess experiencing all of like the, you know, the, the hardships of, of it, him being a monster and working in the castle and everything like that. And then like him coming to like the realization, like we can't stay here we have to leave. Like, I think that would have been way more like impactful than this. Uh, yeah. And yeah, just, just eliminate the first half of the episode where it's Tom and Star just like searching around. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's our answer, of course. But um, I, I, the the big problem is that the uh, the original episode where Buffrog becomes the monster ambassador, um, and this that was his last appearance, and then there's this episode, and there's nothing in between. I feel like that's the big issue here is that uh, th- this plot is just nothing. Like we literally didn't see anything from it, and Buffrog is irrelevant to the the show. So dislike. Uh, yeah, that that the show isn't doing anything with Buffrog. Yeah, because he's like one of the best characters, bro. Yeah, a lot of people like him. Um, and he's an interesting character in the structure of the show, right? Because if we're going down this path of monster-human relationship, we've had several episodes focusing on Star side of it, the, the human side, but we've never really seen the monster side, aside from Monster Bash, but that's orchestrated by Star, a human. So we we haven't really, aside from like maybe one or two minute pieces, uh, like focusing on Tom, let's say, we haven't really seen monster human discrimination on a on a on a person to person level. So that that kind of hurts the show's attempt to make it important. Yeah, th- I feel like that's supposed to be his role. Um, and my my issue with Buffrog isn't necessarily him as a character. It's the show's uh, sporadic usage of him. I don't like this check-in on him every 15 episodes thing we've been doing. So I would much rather just write him off the show than continue this current slate. I just, I feel like it's, I, I don't like how the show handles this type of character. That um, we feel the need to check in on Ludo every 15 episodes. We feel the need to check in on Buffrog. It's it's like we're almost heading down an Adventure Time route where there's just uh, these, these 10 different things that we just rotate between and that's not what i want from the show i want it to focus on star and marco and um so like it, it would be great if buffrog was a major character but if he's not i'd rather just not have him on the show at all but see i don't even think they're writing him off because you leave open that door at the end like once when you go, go to reign the kingdom we'll know and we'll come back and that could be in 15 episodes so the end yeah. it's like this uh, it's not really a writing off it's just our every season check-in on him right i mean it Certainly, you can interpret this as writing him off. He literally leaves, but I agree. I was going to say. Not, I'm, not, I'm definitely not convinced, but he does leave in this episode. Yeah. He leaves, Star, but he, he says, leaves. I'm going to come back when the time when, is right. Well, when Star is ruling, he says that he'll come back, and that's probably and not anytime I, soon. Yeah. I mean, I, I like oh, this is speaking to more of the story, but I do think that's coming well, yeah. quicker. Well, we have, we have um, you know, it, it's possible yeah. we're not clear whether, whether we're heading down the Star ruling route or we're heading down the uh, Eclipse slash Meteora ruling route. One of the two is probably happening, but... Um, we'll, we'll see when, when we get towards the finale, but, um, yeah, it's, it does move us closer with the monster human. It, it, I guess the impact of this is star sees that her efforts aren't working. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what she does now because of that. 
Um, this really is piling on top of Star's existential crisis with her not being a princess in the beginning, and they don't really address that. She Star's just like, there's so much on my mind. Um, and then now it's like, okay, <laughs> the past several months of effort with monster stuff isn't working at all, and they left. So this isn't good. I feel like this is kind of set, setting up putting Star in a more desperate position and being even more willing to go with what Eclipsa is, is going to be proposing in the future. Like because uh, it, that that's my only justification for just continuing to see Star fa- like recognize that she's failing at everything is just to make her more uh, more open to manipulation by so th- other this is, forces. So this is the Dark Star arc. We're finally doing it. Is that what you're saying? I, Alex? I mean, you ha- you have to understand, I guess, some of the the similarities too, because um, I think it's really interesting that we f- were f- just now pointing out the fact that Tom is considered a monster. And so he's like, Hey, like you're a human and I'm a monster. And look, we, if we can make it work and it's like, Oh, I wonder who was the other person who um, had a monster lover. Like, it's like they're setting up like mm. that parallel almost like she's very like she likes monsters. She doesn't have a problem with them. You know, Eclipsa liked monsters. She didn't have a problem with them. They were both seeing a monster. Um, so like it, we're if if anything, that's what this episode sets up is like, hey, like Star, you're you're becoming an Eclipsa like this Ooh. is where you're going. <laughs> wow. Okay, Sam, is Star becoming Eclipsa? Mm, that's that's interesting. That's like a lot of interesting parallels. I do not want a Tom Star child, but you know, I don't. I, I guess it's just like a. I don't know. It's really interesting to think about. I'll have to chill on that for a while. Yeah, I, I, that's what I mean with the Dark Star arc. Is like uh, she's going down the route of Eclipsa. Eclipsa is an evil. Well. From what yeah, we've seen, that's yeah. the thing as well. well. We'll also have to try balancing like her desire to make human monster relationships work. And what is Eclipse's method to doing this versus Star's method of handling this? Because up to now, Star has tried to do it in the peaceful way. And we don't really know what Eclipse, like if Eclipse has a plan to do this, we don't really know what kind of method she's going to use. Bring back her husband from the dead. Yeah, we could maybe. Um, but yeah, I think I think maybe the result of this less um, the direct result of this is this is just going to drive Star to Eclipse more, which has already happened. The, her and Moon sided with Eclipse over the High Commission in the trial, um, and uh, Star's already been pretty sympathetic to Eclipse going back to season three A. So I think that uh, this is this just gives them another similarity. She goes to Eclipse to talk about uh, uh, Tom being half monster and how that how that relates to Eclipse. So yeah, I, I think that's probably where where this this leads to, which I think is interesting. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe some interesting results of this for the future. Let's talk Tom um, and Tom Star. Uh, our favorites. Um, I, th- my primary reaction to the Tom Star in this plot is the same thing I've been saying every podcast that Tom's been on, which is uh, that this isn't something that's fun to watch. Tom and Star together. Why are we like punishing our audience, et cetera, et cetera? But I've, we've said that enough. So, um, g- given given what's happening in the episode, April, did you find the aspects of Tom Star that we are exploring to be interesting? Uh, yes, because we're exploring like. <clears throat> Like previous, like Tom Star has just been like, we haven't really explored any part of it, at least in my opinion. But now it seems like we're getting, we're finally getting that, which, you know, I know like Starko's endgame always, but I want to like see like what it is about this relationship that makes Star interested because she is the main character and this, this is her with someone who is significant to her. 
But it's just interesting, like, because Tom's, like, so desperate. He, like, he had that moment where he faltered, and he was like, uh, I mean, you can talk about it with me, right? Like, that's what boyfriends do. And I'm like, you should know this. Like, <laughs> like you're setting yourself up. And the whole, like, oh, but I said something that was better than what Marco would say. And, like, Marco's a bro, one. But, <laughs> but, uh, but also, like, he just seems so insecure in this relationship. And it's, like, that's not what I expected from their relationship. Like, I expected him to be sort of very, like, you know, cocky and, like, yeah, I'm the better person and all of this stuff. But he's not that. And it's, it's interesting to me that they're going to portray him in Tom Star in this way. Yeah, th that's definitely one of the results of what we see is Tom being insecure about Marco. And um, I think that's inevitable given the types of storylines we explore, like with the end of Marco Jr. It's like, wow, they know each other better than anyone else. So that's like, th that has to be something you're going to get into in uh, in this type of uh, plot line. Um, and uh, um, yeah, it's kind of like a throwaway line at the end with uh, so did I do better than Marco. But um, I wonder if that is going to be the wedge uh, in their relationship with uh, Tom just uh, not being satisfied with Marco's presence as her squire. Uh, that or just Star being fed up with like Tom being jealous of Marco. Like, I think that's if if that if I had to take a guess, it would be that one. It would be her just being like Tom, like stop being like this. Like I'm with you. Like, why are you so worried about Marco? And then it comes to light that Tom's like, because Marco's in love with you. And then she's like, Oh my God, me too. And sorry, <laughs> I'm getting away. Yeah. At least to me, the Tom jealousy part, like that's been a thing in this show forever. And also Tom being insecure, I think has shown itself in past episodes like stump day comes to mind at the, at the that whole tom marco fights was mm. a classic sign of tom insecurity oh, yeah. stump day so was the thing that happened yeah yeah so at least to me this episode doesn't show me much new about tom in terms of his personality yeah um it's it's a, it's a similar I, I don't think we've seen star reacting ne negatively to tom's insecurity about marco yet like I've, i think that could be a result um, but yeah, the, maybe the big, de the big, uh, development here is Tom's tail and him being a half monster. Wow. Uh, finally, the show got around to confirming this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sam, what was your reaction to Tom's tail? Uh, I thought it was just the thing that he had, but you know, whatever. You now we can, now we can look into him being, uh, demon passing, right? Or, uh. Yeah, I don't know. You you know what I mean? I, I I thought the show did not was not going in this direction with the recent thing where Star went up to Moon and they talked about how um aren't uh, aren't demons basically monsters? I I I felt like this that was addressing this already. Yeah, I don't. So I don't I, that was too far, far. That was too long ago. I don't remember, bro. Uh, also, like half monster. So I mean, if it's half, that means it's a mom dad situation. But the mom and dad were were there at Silver Bell Ball. So like, it, is it is it a situation where the parents are just ignoring this entirely because of the classism issues? And if that's the case, then like Eclipse, the, the whole being angry with Eclipse a part of it gets even more murkier. Like unless we throw in that the monster husband was also a peasant. So so the result of this is 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 what it's that demons are monsters confirmed is and that um tom's mom is the is his monster half and also his demon half and that's just it like is is that what is that what the result like because uh, his dad is normal newman presumably we saw him 
And uh, so, like, what I'm I'm struggling with what the what we're supposed to take away from this is it literally just that demons are in fact monsters, and Tom that Tom being a demon means he's half monster. I think so. Like, if 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 we're taking half literally here, yeah. If, right, if, I get, and but that then that's not new. We already, you know, we already well, addressed this kind of. Yeah. Well, I don't. So part of like I guess that whole like reveal of Tom being half a monster is that it's interesting because we've always been set up to where like, Oh, like humans don't like monsters. We're not okay with this, but then why is stars parents okay with her dating a monster? Like, is it just because like, again, is it that like the classicism where just because he's royalty, it's okay. Like, where what are we trying to set up here yeah i think i think that's the implication in um the episode where uh is this is this from starfari where star talks to moon about this um and uh basically it's like uh that's what star says aren't demons and monsters the same thing and moon's like yeah but they're you know they're they're rich and they have uh and they're in power and like so i feel like this is just the same implication as that scene um essentially yeah (laughs) And like the the one scene I'll give props to in this episode is the, the when Tom well when the monsters question him like but he's rich right that that doesn't count right and like uh, Tom has to go into explanation like well yeah I am rich but like when I'm on the elevator with someone who doesn't know me I'm a monster to him like that that's a, a sort of interesting commentary on the whole racism discrimination issue that the show has been trying to portray through the monsters, especially in Monster Bash, which I think also did that fairly well. Uh, like th- that, that one exchange stood out to me as like, okay, that that was a solid piece of this episode. Yeah, it's definitely the deepest thing that they got into. That's like direct parallels to racism in our world. Um, yes. Like, yeah, with the messaging with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Tom, Tom is a tail. I guess we didn't know that even if we knew he was technically half monster, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah. Just, I thought just, it was just like a demon thing. Cause like, historically like in terms of like earth mythology that's like a thing that signifies the devil demons etc they have tales also he just tom just completely looks like he belongs in homestuck so no no no, no homestuck discussion but um, i was really thinking that today uh, i'm sorry that's that's not a good okay but um yeah the his i guess it's i guess it's just his demon tale but as we said Demons are monsters, so it's it's demon tail equals monster tail. I guess that's the same thing, if that's the conclusion we're arriving at. The demon yeah. tails are pointier than monster tails. Yeah, I guess so. Wow, um, now we, we gotta be looking at tails, bro. Yeah, we just gotta have some tail research going on. That's, that's how you distinguish <laughs> the type of monster they are. Yeah, but anyway, Tom, Star seemed impressed with Tom's tail and was happy that he said he's a monster. And I mean, was she wasn't she wasn't impressed with the tail. She's impressed with him standing up for monsters and stuff and him identifying as a monster, even though he is like hiding behind being a demon, I guess. And that's um, but I, I mean, I guess that's like the if, if we're saying that the same thing. And um, if, if we can make it work, then there's hope for everyone, uh, they say. And then they hug. So hashtag Tom Star confirmed. Um, it's happening. For no, this it's, episode. It's, um, Dylan, it's been happening for a while. It's all season. We <laughs> mean for this episode, Alex. Yeah, it's all. It's all yeah. I'm like, well, no, it's been happening for a while, you guys. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, I, I will give it this. This also adds another wrinkle to it because now that it's, now that Star in the show knows that Tom is a monster, 
that's going to be throw a little bit into her stance of trying to get monster human relationships more common. If she's going to feel some kind of obligation to be with Tom for the purposes of political reasons. And that's going to also mess stuff up. Like, yeah. How do you break up with Tom? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the show is going to go down that route, but it, it, it does add a, a potential wrinkle in the future in the whole Tom star Starco stuff. Yeah, and uh, we'll push that to season four, probably, <laughs> given the pace we're on. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be interesting. Other random things from this episode: uh, the Katrina. Ever, we didn't. We've gone She's this long without talking about Katrina. She has arms now. Yeah, yeah. Now she can write and like hug things like me. She's really pretty. <laughs> like like all humans. Okay, how about that? I want to hug Katrina. I'm sorry, she's adorable. Yeah, Katrina's incredible. She gives um Star this like thing, this like charm. Yeah. Lucky charm. Lucky charm. And she wrote the uh letter in mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah. So great Katrina episode. And the babies <laughs> and Star is great with the babies, but we've seen that in like five episodes. So uh yes. yeah. Uh some some uh, good Yeah. I enjoyed the dart scene. I don't know why. Okay. Where she's like, hey, what's that in your neck? And he's like, what? There's nothing in my neck. What's that in your arm? And she, <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I enjoyed that scene. That scene was why good. Why am I on the floor? The floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- th- that was good. And um, there's uh, there's a few lines I found pretty funny in this episode. One was from Buff Frog with, uh, he says, uh, how many times must I tell children to become spy? They must not leave. They must not to leave paper trail. It's like number one rule. I thought that was the funniest line of the episode. And then, um, we also have, uh, thank you. Pre- thank you. Pretty words. Purple boy from, Tom. <laughs> that's Tom's purple new name boy. is purple boy. Yeah. What's he purple? Is he purple? I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and, uh, uh, with the, the monsters leaving the portal, and then there's this two-headed monster, and it's like after you, no, after you, together. <laughs> that, that feels like cla- classic star humor. Um, they they but, were part of Ludo's gang from season one, right? Really? Wow. I feel, I, I feel yeah, like I've, see, I've I seen these guys them. a couple of times. I was times. just like, oh, look, I, these guys are back. Like, because no, they're from the episode with the uh, fortune cookies, and they get really excited because she wants yeah. to have that or something. And then they're like, yeah, and they're like, we're trying to make this relationship work. I remember this. <laughs> yeah, that, I thought that was good. Um, there's also the burlap sack scene um, with Tom and Star in the sacks. Um, Tom is claustrophobic. Poor guy. Uh-huh. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you the- see burlap saps? Can't you see? I don't know. I've, not, um, I've never been. It, it depends on how thick the sacks are. Like, if they're older sacks, you'll have how holes. Do you, okay, <laughs> Alex, are you talking from experience or are you making this up? I am talking from experience. Maybe haven't you ever been kidnapped? <laughs> haven't you ever been, like, on one of those, like, really long slides where they give you a burlap sack uh, to, like, slide down? Or you do those, so like, one, one-legged races where they yeah. stick you in the sack. And, like, you, sometimes you get yeah, bored man, and you got to put your head in the sack to see what it looks like in the inside. I think you guys are making this up, but okay. Um, <laughs> no, this was, a, this was a field day thing in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Field, yeah field day. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the and the lastly, the balcony scene we talked about a little bit already, but stars like so much on my mind. Tom's like, you can you can talk to me. Yeah, and uh, then Marco sure. in. So sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. It was, <laughs> I, I believe no, I I believe Tom in the scene. I think Tom was genuinely trying to be 
concerned about. I, I think as with as always with Tom, it's kind of a mixture of he's genuinely trying to be nice to Star and he's also trying to appear like he's a good boyfriend. So it's like mixed motivations with him. I don't think he's fully freed of his uh I just need to look like I'm a good boyfriend. Like I don't think he's past that yet. Um but Yeah, I, I think the show like uh in a vacuum, it's doing a good job of making Tom a real person. Like it, it it's an insecure teenager. This is how yeah. I think like this a 14-year-old <laughs> would date somebody like uh, yeah, like, is this what I'm supposed to do in this moment? Oh, okay, maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, but am I doing better than your ex from like two months ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it does feel in that sense that it's being realistic. The problem is, it's not always fun to watch. <laughs> I, I think I, it's awkward. I don't. I don't blame the. I don't blame Tom um, for what's happening right now. I think Tom. I'm convinced Tom is a decent person now. I think he's completely fine. He's realistic. He's good characterization. It's more just like the 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 show's decision to have Tom and start together for a whole season. I feel that's that's like the problem. I it, like. I don't blame Tom. Tom's fine. Tom. Aww, Tom fan girls. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. That's so sweet and mature of you. I that's, love that's it. That's sweet. <laughs> that's like. It's like. At least yeah. not wow. Let, let's let's show empathy to a teenager. How brave of us. Yeah, I feel like that's the bare minimum. Exactly. <laughs> Considering all Dylan ever does is talk about how terrible Tom yeah, I used, is. Yeah, no, I used to hate on Tom a lot more, but I do, I yeah. do genuinely buy his growth and stuff. I, I think the show's done a good job with that, even if I don't know why we need to see it. That's more of the point. <laughs> yeah. My my only thing, leave the did I do better than Marco lines out. That that I feel like that hurts the episode. It, fe- it so felt much. a little much. Yeah, yeah. it felt yeah. extra. But I I don't I I couldn't tell if it was for comedy's sake or to try to drive home the. Uh, the jealousy point because that's going to become relevant later. I think it's one of the two. Um, but yeah, okay. There's is another mystery. Let's talk Marco Jr. And by the end of this discussion, you all will be with me that this is a great episode and uh, okay. great. Great's a little much. It was fine, but okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. we're, we're on Earth here. So um, yep. first of all, this is surprising that we're back on Earth so soon. I yes, think. and Marco doesn't know what the heck is going on. <laughs> yeah, well, you, Marco- s- you say so soon, but it's been six months, really. <laughs> I guess for us, it's also been a, uh, a similar time period, but yeah. And, uh, Marco's, uh, he's like, so, so what kind of party is this? B- bird, bird, bird day? Is that a thing? I, I love that this episode's sense of humor is really what makes it gr- uh, really good. So th- there's a lot of that in my outline, online, uh, but I will say I related to Star calling it a kid washing party <laughs> yeah. because. Having to tra- translate baby shower into other languages is not that easy due to the fact that shower is, you know. <laughs> A word. I, I love that she's just like, yeah, and it's a dirty baby. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, when the baby is inside the mother, okay, it is okay, a okay, gross. okay, 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 okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that's funny. Them trying to figure out what type of party it is, and um, uh, Marco doesn't have time to read invites. Uh, also, oh my also, god! I was thinking oh. it's very in character for Marco. Yeah, wow, I was Marco! Really annoyed with that actually, because I was just like, oh, Marco hasn't grown up at all since he's left for Muni. He's still the same. Yeah, he's still Marco. I mean, come on, he's still fourteen. But um, yeah. what an only child! Like, right? Yeah. What a brat! Wow, well, such, such discrimination against only children. Jeez. Um, wow. Um, hot top, hot hot take from Sam there. Anti only children. Okay, whatever. Okay. I'm sorry <laughs> that I have like two other siblings. <laughs> uh, Marco's mom is pregnant. Hermanito, Marco Jr. Um, uh, mm-hmm. that's not how it works. You don't name your son after your son. That's what we've been saying when we saw this <laughs> title for like weeks. This isn't how this works. Yeah. I feel like people have done that historically, but yeah, I think George Foreman named all his kids George. 
Yeah, no, like he needed his daughter, like Georgia or something. No, but yeah. that's based on his name, right? Like that's not that's how it's supposed to work. Like this They're is just no, naming- but you're you're naming all of your kids the same name is my thing. Okay, yeah, well that's yeah. I mean, obviously the junior thing's supposed to be after the father and stuff, and this is just off yeah. there basing it on an older sibling. And but uh, because Marco doesn't exist anymore, I it's like, well, say, we'll just make yeah. a second Marco. <laughs> uh, Marco two <laughs> Here's okay. Speaking of that, um, I think the show is. When I say that this episode is much better than uh, Bog Beast, I felt I when I watch Bog Beast, I feel um, intellectually talked down to. Like I feel like it's a kid show. Like th- there's a moral. Um, it's like okay, we're teaching Star moral. It's a, it's a basic trick. This episode I think is very uh, smart and has biting commentary on society. And uh, like like this episode feels much smarter to me. I don't feel like I'm watching a kid show. Um, here's my best example: is that we're addressing this the basic plot of this uh, episode with uh, Angie being pregnant and um marco's uh i don't remember what leads this line but um or he's like he's, he's not kicking for me and angie's like i think the, his brain is the size of a grape um speaking of which i'm gonna eat a whole bag of grapes um so first of all we have uh the takedown of the the baby's kicking it's means something which i think is very good and also parroting the um you know pregnancy eating and stuff and then uh later um angie says uh, or i don't remember which, which of them says it says we were so lonely we decided hey why not have a baby oh my god you, you call this biting commentary yes i think this is biting co- no. i mean this is this is basic it, biting commentary but i think yeah, it is biting basic. commentary that's the word for it's it, very but- anti it's very anti how society looks at uh, pregnancies and having children and stuff i, I well, agree that's it is true i appreciated that just a little well, bit but see, i did I, I also think, oh go ahead well i think this episode is just hammering home that marco is a selfish jerk that's all this is doing like that 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 moment where it's like oh wow i felt him kick but that's because he bumped star out of the way and the way yeah, yeah, uh, sure uh, sure and, that's that's part angie, of it too yeah the way angie responds is like oh yeah sure ask me first but because marco is just not caring about what's going on around him and that that's this entire episode. This entire episode okay. is I think there's possible. there's more than well, okay. that. There's more than I that. I think Alex. I I really enjoyed the part where she's just like, yeah, sure, Marco, just go ahead and touch my stomach because yeah, there's, that too, a, yeah. there's a huge thing with like like people think it's just okay to touch pregnant people's stomachs all the it's time, not. even if and it's not. And I think that's so great that e- it's like even her own son. She's like, yeah, sure, go ahead, touch my stomach, like exactly. it's okay. Yeah, I, I'm so, telling you that that's another great line example too. This whole episode, this whole episode is parodying pregnancy it, culture. Angie was in, great in, in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like I think that's a big component of it. Okay, back to back to where we were before. Okay, um, and uh, yeah, uh, we have the, this great exchange between Star and uh, Marco's dad. Uh, Star says, "Wow, I felt him kick. We might have to find a spot for this little guy on uh, Muni King's Guard." And uh, he says, "Ah, no, I think stealing one of our sons is enough for now, Star." <laughs> yeah, that's wow. great. He's I'm glad Mark- we both wrote that line down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marco's dad continues to be the best. That was that was a great exchange. Raphael is the best. <laughs> yeah, he is the best. Yeah. And I like um, him the waiting bit about for the glacier ice. Yeah. Yeah, the glacier ice. Did we like the glacier ice gag? I think it was too I think they came back to it too many times, but it was a funny gag. Well, and I also like that Angie called him out on it too. She's like, So what, you're just gonna stand there with your <laughs> yeah. cup until he comes back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I, like Alex, I agree that the, the Marco being a jerk thing. I just, I feel like I'm, I, that's like half of the episodes on the show at this point. So I just like don't even. Yeah, see, that, it. that's why I just, I, I have a hard time getting excited for Marco episodes post season one because it feels like that's been that he's been demoted as a character to that. And it, yeah, may, it, I, maybe like, we, we should move on from from this uh, this viewpoint of Marco. Yeah. Yeah, like show him actually grow for once. 
Yeah, I, I think so. But uh, I guess when they do comedy episodes like this, they revert back to it because it's the the dynamic that the established dynamic here. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also have Gustav. Were we excited to see Gustav? No, he was there for like two seconds. Yeah, he was. Yeah, had a big present. Yeah, he's a present. <laughs> I wonder like, what? what it was. You see, yeah, Marco's dad's like, yeah. wow, Gustav, you did yourself. He didn't even open the present yet. He just had a big present. Well, no, because <laughs> like we were waiting shirt. for Angie to eat her grapes. It was probably a <laughs> yeah. chainsaw. Chainsaw? Yeah, I don't remember the Gustav episodes. I don't remember, though. It was thing, probably but... meatballs. Meatballs, yeah. So, okay, no, it was like a big present. Like, what would a baby have use for? I don't think a baby would have use for, like, a bunch of old meatballs. <laughs> uh, like, uh, a hot... Like a crib, something like that. I don't know. Could I be... think it. W- I think it might be like a high chair. High chair, yeah, it could be any of those things. Sure. Um, but yeah, they, they don't have a present for Marco Juniors. So they go to Quest Buy. Yay! Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's have an Earth episode, but also let's have half of it on Muni, just because you know. Just like go to like, Babies R Us or something. <laughs> that no, would have been way more exciting if they had gone to <laughs> Babies R Us. <laughs> yeah, they should have went to just an Earth store. That would have been. That would have been good. It would have been um, better. <laughs> but, uh, here's another another very funny exchange. Uh, Star says, uh, "Baby's first uh, hidden poison capsule. What's safer than not having enemies because you poison them all?" Perfect. Uh, yeah. I wonder if Star had that when she was a baby. <laughs> I mean, Star is a baby. I, I, I think we've seen flashbacks in the past that Star just had a wild childhood. Uh, yeah, Star Star would be into the the hidden poison capsule, but I don't yeah. know if Moon would have given it to her. But yeah, so we meet uh, Atel- Atelier de Cobalt Ferrero. Um, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. It, okay, Danny DeVito. Yeah, this type of archetype. He does the portraits. There's the rich pigeon portrait. Um, Star says that's foul. Get it because he's a bird. Uh... Um, the process normally uh, takes weeks. Marco pulls out his typical six fifty cash. I assume that's the number. That's the running gag. I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the running gag. And uh, yeah, so we do the essence test instead. Uh, this part, the whole, I, I think um, Ferrero. I think he's pretty funny at parts. He's fine. I feel like the portrait stuff is more of the thing that doesn't land. I guess plot wise, but it also is only the last five minutes of the episode, so I don't think it's that big of a deal. I was okay with the portrait thing until the end. I, I was very disturbed by him trying to grab the pencil and he couldn't do it. And I was like, oh, this is making me cringe so hard. Like, I ha- I can't watch it. I had to, like, turn away and then turn back once it was over. At least yeah, on my second yeah, watch. The, 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 pen, the pencil thing, I'm not a, I, personally not a fan of that type of humor scene. I don't know. But the show's done it before, for sure. And, I mean, um, it's an attempt at surreal humor. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it for what it, what it was trying to do. And I, I do agree with Cobalt Ferrero. He, he's got good lines. But yeah, it just feels like a detour in what the episode was setting up. for. It, it feels like the first half of the episode and the second half of the episode are two different episodes. I it, think yeah, it is, it is weird that this episode's description was uh, Marco's mom is having a kid when I feel like the real description should be Marco like uh, it, it gets a, uh, is trying to get a present and he actually turns into the portrait. Like I feel like that's the plot line. But it is weird that both of them do apply to the episode. They're kind of they're kind of two different things. Um, like that's why overall I don't think either one matters. I think it's just that the episode's funny and the conclusion at the end, I guess, is more important. It um, should have been uh, Marco discovers that Star knows him best. 
Yes, that's the, the well, that's the moral of it. Yeah, um, but uh, they yeah they have the painting and uh, they see it and uh, they say it's like he got the proportions all wrong and then he decides to add more detail and more detail, but it did not fix it. Uh, Sam, yeah. I feel like this was a, a commentary on art, this line. And, uh, maybe, uh, the whole portrait thing is uh, a commentary in that style. What do you think? Did you, did you take I anything mean, away from this episode? I think there was definitely allusion to the novel, The Picture of Dorian Gray. Um, if you've ever read that, it's like, you know, about this guy basically putting all his evils into a portrait of himself. Anyway, um, in terms of art, yeah, that can happen. That's like a really uh, art school kind of like a teacher telling you, hey, you're doing this, blah, 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 too much. Um, but, you know, it had some style, though. Like, it wasn't, like, all bad. Yeah what's, your, yeah, what's your critique of the painting? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't that bad. It was um, almost Picasso, Picasso-esque a little bit, except it was way too detailed to be uh, cubism. Uh but, you know, it was alright. It wasn't, like, that bad. It was more creepy when Marco started turning into it. You know, that's when I was, like, kind of alarmed. But the painting by itself wasn't bad. It was okay. Uh, okay, so they were overreacting to it. it was, yeah. Uh, it was I mean, it, it was a stylistic portrait. Well, yeah. Also, I think the thing is, he meant it for the baby. And, like, the babe, a baby is not going to appreciate the artistic styles <laughs> of of that that's like, the take that's the takeaway yeah I like I, I could picture that hanging in their living room because Raphael is an artist and he must recognize other styles besides you know the oh the yeah Raphael is an artist that's mm-hmm. true oh, yeah. that, that's yeah. that's theoretically why he's giving this criticism but at the same time like I would think an artist would be able to see like oh well I, I see what style they're trying to go for and all it's like this would work in their living room but I agree that it wouldn't really work in a baby room I don't know maybe the baby will like grow up looking at it and then it'll be inspired yeah unless you want to like you want to give them like a foundation to base their artistic knowledge off of yeah exactly i'm gonna make (laughs) ugly portraits of my brother alex is going all in on you they're not ugly they're just a a different style of art exactly that was deep you guys yeah that was uh two two played straight that conversation but (laughs) (laughs) yeah sam what do you think of uh atelier uh as an artist I mean, he, he's more akin to, like, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? You know when you go into the amusement park and there's people doing, like, portraits? Yeah, he, he oh, he's, like, the caricature artist. Caricature, yeah. yes. He's, like, a caricature artist a little bit. You know, I don't really trust him as, like, a royal portraiture sort of guy. Yeah. I guess you know, I, especially I guess since he's working at, like, whatever... Quest by. It's the equivalent of the Sears photo studio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Except Sears photo studio doesn't make you take like a whole personality test. Yeah, he takes Maybe himself very should. seriously, though. He has this whole... Sam, do you think spending uh, months with a person um, in order to paint them would enhance the painting? I mean, back in the day, that's how it had to be done because, you know, painting takes a while, so they had to, like, you know, sit down for their portraits. It could take days, weeks, months, whatever. Um, so, of course, they would get to know their subject a little bit better, and, you know, maybe the portrait would turn out different. You know, there's historically a lot of really ugly portraits because the artist did not like the person they were painting. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. I think it would, like, reflect maybe their truest self. Mm, yeah. But, uh... That's why he thinks he's a true artist, and also it's magical, too, so... It's 2018. It's, yeah. 
Yeah. That, that, the reason why I feel like having 10 minutes of art discussion here is appropriate is because, of course, it's uh, art people making the show. So, like, I feel like this a lot of this is instilled into the episode, definitely. I feel um, like they could have just done a BuzzFeed quiz instead of a Scantron test. <laughs> that's but... basically what it was. It was just a BuzzFeed quiz, right? Yeah, but it was a Scantron, though. Do, do, the, do really the kids take Scantron kids. tests anymore? Like, is yeah, that a thing in still? College. I mean, I, yeah, I took it, like, ten, five, five to ten years ago. I mean, yeah, we're yeah, too old at this point. Us, but yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm. <laughs> like, are, hasn't our technology surpassed Scantron? Uh, you, you assume it's like on an iPad no, now? Actually, I think working? they no. do still use Scantrons because one of my coworkers was saying something about her kids having to get them for mm. class. Yeah, uh, nowhere to buy them. Never buy underestimate a, a yeah. school system's willingness to stay on old technology to save yeah, money. Right. Yeah, I think of it. Yeah, in, in theory, if we had, they had money, they'd use iPads and stuff. But yeah, probably still, still there. Okay. Um. Yeah. It was. It was. It's always scantrons are such a specific thing to like to like in school. And uh, are, are scantrons like a branded TM thing, or is it just like a general like word for those kinds? I, of I think. Items? I think that's a brand name. I think it's a and they got it for Star. Wow. Who shelled out to pay the rights for that? Yeah, maybe they just did it anyway. That's what I, that's Scantron. the joke name for my future child is Scantron. <laughs> Scantron. <laughs> uh, okay, that's interesting. That, Scantron like is a TM thing, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it is. I, I feel know. like that's something Star would do, name. <laughs> The kid Scantron. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, okay. that, that's Marco Jr.'s middle name. Marco Scantron Diaz Jr. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, back to Marco's becoming like the painting, is adjusting to the discrepancies in the essence test. They have to take the test again, and then Angie's like trying to take it. Um, after all, who understands the minds of a teenage boy more than his parents? Uh. And um, the first question answers Dragon Cycle, and then they're like trying to make it the tricycle thing. And then Star starts taking the test. Um, how, how old are you? A, 0 to 15. B, 16 to 25. Yeah, C, uh, 26 to 35 is the real answer. When did uh, that happen? Like when uh, running with that scissors. Whole thing? R- running yeah, with, with scissors, scissors. yeah. That I actually, dumb episode that I didn't like. Oh my god. Mm. You mean the best episode of Star? But, I hate, um, it's, I hate, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. the, I, the only critique I have is that all the answers are, I guess the have you worn a dress, yes, isn't, but, uh, the first two answers are both references to running with scissors. I feel like there's more to Marco than that, but, um, yeah. Yeah, that was in, that was. I like the reference to him being thirty, uh, and <laughs> and then uh, apparently corn malts over corn shakes. I don't know if that's been addressed before, but corn so, not but, aware. Yeah, what? yeah. But this, this was this was incredible. Just the concept of uh, Marco's best friend Star knowing knowing him the best and taking wow. The that is not incredible. That happens all the time, Dylan. Wait, in life? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's it, real. But, that's but, why it's great. It's real. It's true to life. I Who knows you know. better than your best friend? Uh, I mean, I, I don't agree know. that that's like a really nice sentiment. I really felt that at the end of the episode. I was like, oh, I feel that with like my best friend. Yeah. And and also they're in love. So, yeah, like, but yeah. like, I don't think it was like a whole like you know grand sweeping. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying it was like a hugely deep or anything. I just felt like it it resonates because Star and Marco's build up has been so great. Like yep. I think that we've seen that we've seen them as best friends. We've seen Star know Marco so well. I think this this pays off really well here. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Marco. Uh, yeah, you two have some catching up to do. Marco, uh, twenty six to thirty five. I do think that's very funny. And then uh, Marco's back. Star says, "Oh, Marco, you're beautiful again." Oh, and then they hug. And then they hug. Thoughts. And then he hugs his parents. Well, then... compa- compared to how he looked as a portrait, then yes. 
Yes, he is beautiful. She didn't, she didn't say you're beautiful again compared to how you looked five minutes ago. Wow. Is Star shallow that you won't love Marco when he's like this 2D <laughs> I mean, I think we, I think we have, we have seen that. She, in, when, when uh, running with scissors. When, exactly. Uh, yeah, when he, when he was older with abs and stuff, she was drooling. So I think, Hands yeah, off me, beautiful stranger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think she is a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, so. Um, but it's great. Yeah, you're beautiful again. It's still the Did feelings. Did she have are- a birthday recently, though? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, her birthday was on Christmas. Was it? Someday. Yeah, the someday. So is she 15 now? Is this the thing? I think. Yeah, quinceañera. That, 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 oh, that. yeah, yeah, okay. I've completely forgotten about that. God, he did yeah. throw her a quinceañera, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so she's 15. Okay, 15 now. Uh, confused with this in the Ladybug birthdays. Um, but oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. April, uh, is this a confirmation that Star's feelings for Marco are still there? Uh, yes, but they're hidden deep under the surface. <laughs> and it's not that deep. She said he's beautiful again. <laughs> like, she deep. says lots of things and people are beautiful, so. Yeah, she does, she does say that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the hug, I felt it. I mean, obviously, Sense of a Hoodie and stuff was not that long ago. So I guess it might have been six months ago because the timeline is very unclear in the show. But, um, yeah, this, this. It could have been then- like two weeks ago for Star and Marco and six months on Earth. We don't know. Oh, yeah. mm, interesting. Hmm. Does time move differently on Muni? I think not, but maybe. Yeah. Um. Maybe we should explore that. It, mm. it moves differently in Eclipse's uh dimension. So. Um. But yeah, Marco's uh, grown up now, and he hugs his parents, and they'll visit more, and uh, then it's like a discount on family portraits. Uh, hey, you have scissors. They work both ways, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, that line. Uh, call, calling Marco uh, out. Jeez. Uh. Yeah. Why isn't he visiting more? Well, but. It, it, they don't have scissors, so they can't. It's not like a phone. Uh, uh. I feel like you can just like buy a pair of dimensional scissors at this point. They're so common. No, well, like only, only gives, yeah. gives them, but I mean, well, and Buff Buffrog does have them, and a lot of people. Literally, have. everybody has them. <laughs> Get your discount dimensional scissors. Yeah, fifteen um, percent off because they were illegally forged. Don't tell Hakapu. <laughs> wow, that could be an episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, somebody has to be making, um, you know, knockoff dimensional scissors because literally everybody has them, including yeah. monsters. Which again raises the question of what what is the real relationship between humans and monsters? Because yeah, Ludo has scissors, right? Yeah. Did they ever explain how he got them? Well, I guess um, his family are, are, are they Ludo scissors, Buff Frog scissors? Um, no, they're different because okay, Ludo's anyway, were. No, no, Ludo's were in the last episode, and uh, what call it? And uh, oh, Ludo, where art, where art thou? And Dennis has them. Dennis has the scissors. Okay, yeah, yes. I knew Ludo didn't have them, but Dennis has them. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, I I was feeling the ending. That was uh, the 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 hypest I've been in a few in a little while <laughs> with the show, <laughs> but uh, it's it's happening. Next week is Booth Buddies, so it will continue. At least that. That being said, the description for this episode was misleading, so we'll see about booth buddies. God, slow burn. It's going to be two minutes of them stuck in a booth, and the yeah, other and then, ten, and then, and then, yeah, and then <laughs> nine minutes of Tom Star date. Yeah, that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, the rug. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, um, have I convinced you all that Marco Junior is a pretty good episode? Nope. Wow. You know okay. what? We didn't even get to like have Marco Junior be born. So like. Well, yeah, will that why, happen? Why yeah, name the whole Marco episode Marco Jr. superior? <laughs> why name the whole episode Marco Jr. if you're not going to feature Marco Jr.? He's just like uh like a sonogram picture and uh you know, and 
Andrew Summick. So like, mm, I mean, why in the episode that you could have maybe yeah. like the portrait of Marco or like a picture of Marco Diaz, like play the illusion that you're playing with of Dorian Gray. But nope, you got to name it something dumb. Yeah, they pro- that that probably would have been a better name. I feel the Marco Junior. They had to name it this, so then they could leak it a few months early, and then have the fandom an uproar about it being called Marco Junior. That's the- yeah, I'm <laughs> Craig. Yeah, that's that's the that's the point uh, of that. You know yeah, what, pic- Star? Just have me name your episodes for you. Yeah, picture of Marco Diaz. I, I feel like that would have been. What if we named it Shower Star? Shower Star. Yeah, Why? I don't know. I feel like that would have gotten more. more- people up in a tizzy <laughs> just, like, a, or like the yeah Star marco shower. shower marco shower yeah they take um, a shower okay marco yeah. jr though that was uh it got us talking and uh, there you go so uh yeah there's is another mystery of marco jr april final thoughts on these episodes um they were they're they're still okay we could have done better things but it's fine because next week's going to be super eventful I'm excited. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> schooled is a ponyhead episode, and then, and then uh, Booth Buddies says Star and Marco stuck in a booth. So at least the plot isn't happening. But we'll, that's we'll see. fine. Look, we had our quote unquote plot by reiterating that monsters and humans don't get along. Congratulations. Yeah, I do. Th- I do think is another mystery was supposed to be the plot episode of the two. Yeah, yeah. and it didn't do that much. Okay, just tell us what we already know some more. Thank you, <laughs> uh, Sam. Final thoughts. I mean, I'm a little bit disappointed in that because we're not really going to get into a lot of plot stuff because, you know, we like barely mentioned Star's whole like, you know, existential crisis and the whole monsters and humans, humans thing. So whatever. This is like a flashback to where Steven Universe is, where it's just like, you know, filler, 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 filler after like one episode of plot. And I'm just like, oh, I'll take. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, I do agree. It's disappointing we didn't get an insight into Star's mindset right now. Yeah. Oh, maybe they're, that's what, oh my God. Okay. Booth buddies. They're trapped in the booth and Star and Marco talk out uh, her not being a princess anymore. Please. Yeah. Please. please. That would be the ideal episode. She's free to date, you know, n- not royalty, aka Marco. Yeah. yeah let's uh, talk like about that. Star's like, well, you're the only one I actually trust with this kind of stuff. I can talk to Tom about yes! stuff. <gasps> yes. Oh, Alex, yes. wow, you're shipping it. Wow. Alex, I mean, I'm so proud of you. You're on board. <laughs> I mean, the show I is pretty cry. transparent <laughs> with how they deal with Star Marco stuff. So, Okay, Alex, why not? Yeah, Alex is so hyped for the Starco and the Ponyhead episodes next week. This is Alex's week. Okay, Whoopee. final, <laughs> final, <laughs> final it, thoughts, Alex. Is another mystery. It's not filler. It, it, it serves its purpose. It, it may not have had as much information as we like, but I do think that it, do, it does what it's intending to do. It's not the most entertaining episode, but I think it's all right. Like probably better than several of uh, the season three A episodes. Marco Junior is probably on par with the worst of season three A. So such yeah. a hater, jeez. Yeah, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll leave Marco Junior behind. Uh, hope that is another mystery is like a stepping stone in this continuing story, which has been interesting to me from when it was first introduced. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, I hope Tom continues to get character development. Like, it, it'll be interesting to see if they can warm me up one day to to him. He, he's been fine. Uh, there, there's more to do with Tom in the future. Okay, I'm going to double down. Hot take. Um, okay. I in, in terms of in personal enjoyment, I enjoyed Marco Jr. the most out of any episode of season 3B so far. Really? That, that's, that's impossible. Wow. Well, I mean, 
I, 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 I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's a better episode than Total Eclipse of the Moon or Butterfly Trap. I think those are better episodes, but I personally got more out of this episode. You had more fun. Watch. I had more fun you with this more episode. Fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. I mean, I like that humor reasonable. works. It, was, it works for it, you. It was a very like it was very reminiscent of like season one, so I can appreciate it for that because it's just kind of and you know why this this I had more enjoyment of this because it's the only one where Marco and Star are actually doing things in the same episode. Yeah, like, that's <gasps> you're right. We haven't had Marco in forever. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even realize so, that. That's why I've been enjoying all these episodes because we have so little Marco. Wow, Marco <laughs> hater and a po- who do who don't you hate, Alex? Jeez. Where's Kelly? Give me more <laughs> okay, Kelly. Yeah, that's true, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, um, Kelly and Marco. Will Kelly be in the remainder of the season? I feel like she'll, if we're favorite for no. She's in the intro. <laughs> she is in the intro, but that does yeah. not <laughs> there's no Jenna either this season. So. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's dumb. We need more Jenna. We need Jenna like one. Also, the just whole a, a brief moment of silence to the Jackie people who wanted Jackie to be on an Earth episode. Yeah. So we had a we had a one Earth episode, and Jackie was not on it. That's not uh, that's probably an omen that Jackie will not be back ever on the show. Goodbye. All right, what? Don't just say goodbye. <laughs> what do you so want me to harsh. do? I have no control over this. <laughs> but you have control over your harsh reaction to Jackie. Jeez. I mean, you know it's what? not that I didn't like Jackie. It's just that she doesn't work into the story as yeah. with okay. as it is right okay. now. Like it made sense whenever they were on Earth and Star was struggling with her feelings for Marco and he's dating, you know, his dream girl and all of this stuff. But that's not that's not what this plot is anymore. The plot is Marco is in love with Star and he knows it. And now he, we just need Star to break up with Tom. <laughs> That's not an accurate description of the plot of the season, but Look, I'll make the plot what I want. That's, that's what we, we've been assuming it was going to, but no, we've just uh, had this whole Tom Star all season. Okay, so yeah, why don't we all just gonna write the biggest fanfic that just like makes all of our dreams come true? We're that's getting together. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say we're getting together after this and starting. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're yeah. brainstorm a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna have a collective writing session. We're yeah. gonna write the overly animated star fanfic. Okay. God, we um, should do that. <laughs> we really yeah. should. We should do that for all of our shows. Just write a fanfic. <sighs> I mean, that could be a podcast. Is like uh, pretend write a fanfic. Oh my god. Session. Oh, like, oh I mean, that's kind god. of what a speculation podcast is already. To be honest, let's so. skip Mal and let's do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh so yeah let us know what you thought of is another mystery and marco jr leave comments youtube or on our website overlyanimated.com uh make sure to subscribe to not our future uh star podcast including our panel coming up later this week check out our previous panels and uh come talk with us about star on our discord overlyanimated.com slash discord support us via patreon patreon.com slash overlyanimated thank you very much to all of our current patrons especially our patron of the podcast uh taylor aka needle and thanks as always to our patron executive producers john ryan steve alex andy and hugh um yeah be back next week with schooled and booth buddies the panel on this is coming up and a bunch of other stuff at overlyanimated.com including uh final space coverage um what else we got happening miraculous ladybug podcast just came out there's a big crossover with star and miraculous ladybug fandoms check out our gorezilla recap of miraculous ladybug that was a ton of fun it was and, lots uh, of fun <laughs> yeah, and, yeah uh thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time bye bye Adios. bye